the Fibber McGee and Molly Show.
Back it went every time. And on the seventh try, the web was finished. And you know the moral of that story? Don't sit under a spider when he's trying to spin a web? Right. Don't sit under... No, no, of course not. The moral is, never give up. And when Sir Bulldog McGee seen how hard that spider kept working, in spite of everything, it changed his whole entire complete life. I suppose he got his army together after that and went back and won the war. No. He quit the army, opened himself a spider ranch, and started selling cobwebs to the movies. <laughs> it's a big success. And that's what I can do with this store as soon as I get a few of my plans underway. I'll have this place packed with customers. I'll have the joint jumping like a frog on a hot sidewalk. I'll have the customers knocking each other down to get in here. Sure wish somebody'd walk in that door. Me too. Even if they walked in carrying a gun, it would at least break the monotony. Say, you don't think that front door is locked, do you? Oh, of course it isn't locked. My gosh, you don't think I'm that stupid, do you? Open up for business and keep the door locked. Where are you going? No, it's unlocked, all right. Gee, that, that's a little insulting, Molly. Walk over there and try the door like that after I told you. I'm trying to do, but I just wanted to check. With all the people walking by here today, you'd think somebody would stop it. What's this hanging on the door? Oh, all stores have got that, Molly. That sign that says open on one side and closed on the other. That shows the people won't come. Oh, my gosh, I forgot to turn it over. No wonder business is so dull. Put the closed sign on the open side and put the open side on the closed side. There's more fun with the McGee shortly. If you have children of school age or children who will be entering a public school within the next few years, you're naturally very concerned with conditions in our school system. But it isn't a problem for parents alone. It should concern everyone. It is estimated that by 1960, there will be 8 million more children in our public schools than there are now. Ways must be found to accommodate them, and preparations must begin now. More equipment, more textbooks, more schools, more teachers will be needed. To help assure America's children a proper education, join and work with local groups and school boards now. And if you want free information about the way people in other communities are improving their schools, write to this address, Better Schools, 2 West 45th Street, New York City. Remember, unless action is taken now, more and more communities in the next few years will fall even farther behind in their elementary school program. For guidance on what steps to take right, Better Schools, 2 West 45th Street, New York City. Okay, here. Three seconds. That's six cents. Can I get an extra one? 
Miss Cordialis gives me most of the special and I buy three because she likes me. And okay, okay, okay. I can't spend all day on a six-cent sale, sis. Here, here's an extra sucker. Is that all? I hope. Oh, boy. A red one. That red one. Do you want if I try to tell Shelly, Mr. McGee? Fine, fine. Now, if you just let me have the six cents, we'll finalize the whole financial transaction and I can get back to work. What time is it? At that four. Why? Oh, gee. I can't possibly eat four suckers before dinner, Mr. McGee. I'll just keep the extra on and, and you can put the others back. What? I'll stop a cleaner's breast and get my cream time with my six cents. Why? I can eat ice cream faster than four suckers. Hey. Thanks, Mr. McGee. Ah. Uh, Casey said Casey needs it. Oh, well. That's what comes from selling penny stuff. If I owned this joint, I'd throw out the candy counter. Just keep enough on hand to eat myself. What'd you sell, McGee? I didn't hear the register. That was Tini. Oh, her. Well, how much did it cost us? A big sucker. Yes, you always were for Tini, but how much did it... Oh, a candy sucker. Yeah. You can't make any money fooling with kids. It's just goodwill, that's all. I need a couple of sales. We've got about $4 in the register. Well, we ought to have 400 You don't sell hard enough, Molly. I'll give them what they ask for. Oh, you can't just give a customer what he asks for. You've got to be scientific. Use the power of suggestion on them. Whatever they want, suggest something else. Till they come... Well, now, here comes the customer. You handle it. Right. Now, pay attention now to how I do it. Ah, oh, good afternoon, sir. Welcome. Well, hello there, kids. Hi, Johnny. Hi, Dolly. Hello, Mr. Oldtimer. Hi. Ever expected to run into you here? Junior Christmas shop looking early, Johnny? <laughs> no, I'm in charge here, Oldtimer. I'm running this joint, building up the business for Miss Crowley. Well, from what I hear over at the market, it's a pretty hopeless job. Seems like Miss Crowley's handled this business the way you handled your lunch, Johnny. How do you mean? Let it all go to pot. <laughs> <laughs> Last oh. I heard, she was ready to sell out sixties in a hole for a thousand bucks. Said she even saw in her car, and it's got four brand new tires. Well, things are different around here since I took over. All it takes is a little know-how. Talking about know-how, you know how I can get way down around here? I've just got paid, and I'm hitching to buy. Well, I'll be happy to wait on you, sir. I want to show Molly how the power of suggestion works anyway, uh, how to make a customer happy. What do you want? Just one item, son. Don't take long, and I'll be on the way. If you'll just keep me down that... How about some razor blades? Razor blades? You shave, don't you? can always use razor blades. Well, now you mention it, I could use some blades. I'm out. A ten-ten size will do. Yes, I'll just put them in this basket and walk around the store. Probably a lot of things you'll need. Razor blades? Toothpaste? Pencil? Thumbtacks? Two laces and the beam with a propeller on it. You sure that's all, old timer? Well, I guess that's it, Johnny. Everything else that you got is can borrow. You see what the power of suggestion does, Molly? You quite a salesman. Okay. That'll be a dollar twenty, old timer. There you are. Here's your change. No, jumping sassafras and crime and entry. I'm afraid you'll have to take all this stuff back, Johnny. Take it back? Oh, no, you don't. All sales are final. Your money's already rung up and in the register. I'm sorry. Oh, shucks. I didn't get what I came in here for, son. I'm afraid McGee got you a little confused with his salesmanship. What was it you wanted? No, it don't matter now. It's too late anyhow. What do you mean? Oh, I've been saving to buy that $15 ivory chest up there in the window, but now I'm $1.20 short. What? Took me eight months to save it up, too. 
Well, don't fret, kids. I'll be back for it again by Christmas, and maybe even sooner if somebody needs me some money. Yeah. But in the meantime, don't let anybody buy it. We'll say goodnight to Pepper and Molly in a moment. Comedy entertainment is what you'll enjoy most tomorrow evening when you set your dial to the station for fun with Bob Hope and Phil Harris and Alice Faye. Bob presents another famous guest personality in his drama section, and the laughs come thick and fast as together they satirize the situation. On the musical side, you'll hear Les Brown and his band of renown, as well as singing star Margaret Whiting. That's the Bob Hope Show, strictly for laughs tomorrow. And then stay tuned for more mirth-cracking entertainment on the Laugh Pack Bill Harris and Alice Faye Show. Elliot Lewis and Julius Abruzio help build up the hilarity, and Phil tops it off with his chuckling good comedy interpretations. As well as Mert, there's music on the show, and Phil and Alice each bring you their own stylings of some of the nation's finest songs. For the finest of all comedy entertainment, tune here tomorrow night for fun with Bob Hope, Bill Harris, and Alice Faye, and of course with America's favorite, Bibber McGee and Bolly. Friday night is another of the top evenings packed with great radio entertainment on the NBC Radio Network. <laughs> business, Molly, that's all. We've got to draw attention to the store, get people talking about it, attract the crowd. No. You don't like it, huh? You gave publicity. You do, if you think I'm going to jump out of an airplane in broad daylight with a parachute that says prices too come down at Quilby's, that's the stupidest thing I ever... Okay, okay, don't get disturbed, my dear. Well. I'll think of something. Good night. Good night, all. <laughs> NBC has brought you the Fibber McGee and Molly program transcribed with Bill Thompson as the old-timer. This is John Wald inviting you to be with us again tomorrow night for another visit with Fibber McGee and Molly. This Saturday, hear your road show with Bill Cullen on the NBC radio network.